Hey, it's Erin Anderson from Live Big Co. And you're listening to the Power to Be podcast. This season is all about the art of leadership. My guests are from all over the world. They are leaders, healers, artists, coaches, and game changers. They are the real deal. Although if you ask them, they'll say they're simply following a calling. Together, we dive into meaningful conversations about their passion, motivation, and expression in the world. We'll explore the challenges that leaders are faced with in generating inspiration in this ever-changing global environment. There's something here for you to discover. So listen in, and you'll soon find out that the secret to their success lies not in how they lead, but in who they are. Let's find out what this week's guest has the power to lead. Hello, Nicolette. Hi, how are you doing, Erin? It's so good to have you. I um, have known you for a long time. I've been a huge fan of all of your work. I've uh, I've been a, a major customer of yours. Um, and for context for our listeners, uh, I would just um, I would just like to say that I, I've been a a real. Um, well, a real fan of the way that you have created your life and your business around health. And that sounds like a very general term, but what I've really appreciated about you is that you have a way of, um, transforming the, certainly the way I've viewed food and the way I've viewed health by, um, really setting an example and creating these businesses that you've created that have had me be able to engage with food in this new way and have a new conversation about food and, um, and be nourished by the food that you've made. And I even remember the very first cafe you opened. I think it was your first cafe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The green mustache. No, the one before that. Where, where was it? The it was the green mustache. The very first cafe you opened, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, so I remember the day it was opened because I thought that was the day I died and went to heaven. Because finally, in my town, there was this access to healthy, nutritious, raw, you know, good food. Like you're going to say so much more about it than me, but for me, it was like the place I could return to with friends. And when people came to visit, that was always the place that I would go and have food. And so um, by way of, of talking about the green mustache and as a, as a very interesting introduction to who you are, would you, would you be able to tell our listeners sort of the, um, the way that the green mustache came to be? Yeah. I mean, it goes back way before um, the idea for the cafe even started. And that was through my work. I was doing consulting clients on how to use food as medicine to reverse their diseases. And, you know, for a lot of people, I love that you mentioned the fact, you know, the word healthy, uh, you know, in a general term. And when I'm talking about health, it's when you are disease-free. So you don't have diabetes, high blood pressure, any other heart disease conditions, uh, no mental health conditions that are lifestyle created. Um, and so that's, you know, really eating food that nourishes your body, neutrifies it, detoxifies it. And so that you essentially are are your true potential as your DNA was designed. So I was doing health consulting like that, working with my clients and their health practitioners to get them off their meds and reverse their disease, diseases and be able to have their health practitioners cancel their surgeries. And as my clients were healing, uh, they would often say, can you just make me the food and deliver it to my doorstep? And there was 
no way I was going to do door-to-door deliveries, even though now in COVID, it seems to be the way to go. So that's when I left my cozy job that I had in government. I used to do environmental policy work and environmental education. And so I left that job and started the first Green Mustache Cafe to be able to provide clean, real, organic, plant-based whole food that's completely unrefined, made from scratch, sourced as locally as possible um, during the seasons when we can get it locally and, you know, cooked food, raw food, but foods truly that actually help you reverse disease. So that was the beginning of the green mustache. Yeah. It's funny when you say, you know, cooked and raw, like when I, when I think of um, your food, I think of it as food as the way it's meant to be, that it's meant to be it just, it feels whole, whole hum and whole and complete. There's not a whole bunch of um, things added to it. And you really know how to make it taste amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, we've had help on that. Uh, you know, we've, a lot of our staff that came to us originally, they had come from being chefs at, you know, Tree of Life Foundation and uh, Hippocrates Institute and True North and, you know, so many places. So every time I had an idea for a recipe, I'd just be like, well, you know, go ahead and and you design it. So our staff actually designed a lot of the menus, but based on the principles that they can't use any additional sodium. So no sodium beyond what's naturally occurring in the food. Um, There's no salt shakers in our cafe. You know, we don't have hidden salt behind the counters. It's also completely uh, refined oil free as well. Mm. Aside from, you know, a bit of coconut oil that we might put in our desserts, but even a lot of our desserts don't have any oil in them and refined sugar free. So you only get the sweetness from, you know, the whole foods such as the dates or bananas or apple sauce that we make or whatever it is. So that was the criteria. And it just had to have an abundance of, you know, all of those beautiful phytochemicals that are naturally occurring in food. And that's how we designed the food and food is tasty, right? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be boring or bland just because it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a myth for sure. And so tell me a, bl- a little bit more about why this became so, so wh- why did all of this become so important to you? Because one of the things I noticed is that it doesn't just stop as a cafe. You're an educator, you have a retreat center, you have, you have a real movement around you um, and surrounding you about about this greater cause. So where did all of this begin? Yeah, that's a great question. And I was just like everybody else, you know, going about my life. I fortunately had a mom uh, and a grandmother who had farms and gardens and cooked food from scratch. So I was born into the world of clean, real, organic, whole food. And, you know, but I deviated when I went to high school and university and I ate all the standard American food. But then I was living in this really great house uh, in when I was, you know, early university. And one of my roommate's dads had been diagnosed with stage four cancer and he had been given three months to live. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't offered chemo. He wasn't offered surgery. He was 72 years old. And, you know, they just said, basically, you've lived a good long life. Oh. 
And Bill was, Bill is an educator himself. He's super smart, researched. He, you know, was one of the top realtors for Remax in all of North America. He, you know, taught a program called Create Your Reality. So he was not going to sit back and take these, you know, oncologist diagnosis and prognosis as, as the word. And as a done deal. Yeah. Pack your bags. Exactly. And so he started doing research. And of course, he did what is probably probably one of the smartest things I've ever heard anybody do. And instead of, you know, Googling, how do you treat cancer, stage four cancer, he looked up and, you know, said, how do you reverse stage four cancer? And he would talk to people about it until somebody told him about this metabolic nutritional therapy called the Gerson therapy. And he did that. And he ended up living 22 more years. So, Yeah, I was 22 years old at the time when this happened and we watched him go through eating all of this beautiful, delicious, clean, real food that, you know, you can get it at the green mustache. There's, you know, a few more criteria around it, obviously. Um, And he did this therapy and yeah, he passed away at 94 and he was cancer free, you know, like, you know, throughout that whole time, like he was incredible and he continued to work until like literally the last few months of his life. And that really pushed me, uh, you know, I'm naturally a researcher and I'm doing my PhD. So I've, I think I've always had that inclination to deep dive into research and academia. Mm-hmm. And I started doing the research and I started to see that, you know, we have literally over a hundred years of research that has shown us actually that we can reverse diseases, not just prevent them. And that's, that was history for me that turned my whole entire life around. Yeah, you think about the possibilities, uh, you know, as you speak about cancer being one of the most, I mean, I know you mentioned a bunch of other diseases, like even mental health and, um, and uh, diabetes and lots of different diseases that people are, are chronically uh, um, dealing with. But cancer in particular, you know, it's touched so many lives, including my own. My, my mom died of cancer two years ago, um, battled it four times, and the last time um, it took her. But um, my brother's also been battling cancer over the, the past number of years. He's, um, he's doing very, very well, but was given a pretty grim prognosis. And um, he, he wasn't really given – well – I mean, I actually can't speak for him entirely, but from the the journey that I've watched him go through, I'm not sure that he was given too many alternative options. I think it was, you know, all about trials and drugs and all about managing it. Certainly, I've never heard the words reverse it ever in, in my, my mom got cancer when I was 11. So all my life of dealing with cancer, I've never heard anyone talk about reversing it. It's just a brand new language to me. Yeah. And And, you know, a lot of people think because we do food as medicine that we are anti-chemo or anti-radiation or anti-surgery, and that's not what we're about at all. We're actually about, uh, you know, getting rid of all the barriers to having your body self-heal. So your body Mm. is designed to self-heal. Now, cancer is one of those, you know, conditions where it's your own body that went wrong one little cell and that little cell was able to thrive much like an embryo actually, like is a good way to think of it. And it just wants to live and it wants to grow and it wants to attract food via blood vesicles. And so cancer is an interesting one. And, but the thing that we do know 
based on the doctors that I got to study, you know, their research and study their therapies, and particularly Dr. Max Gerson, is even himself, he had never thought that cancer could be reversed when he was in medical school. They had said, you cannot reverse these diseases, you know, including cancer. So when he discovered a metabolic nutritional therapy that was 100% organic, plant-based, whole food, nothing refined, low in sodium, high in potassium. Um, You know, when he did that, all of a sudden he was able to cure himself of migraines. He was able to then go on and do a clinical trial with 450 people. He was the first doctor in history to ever fully reverse tuberculosis and stop tuberculosis from killing people. Um, He went on and became, you know, it became a heart, you know, heart condition therapy and a diabetes therapy. And then eventually he started working with people with cancer because they were begging him to teach him, to teach them the therapy and the science behind it. And also, and his patients started reversing, like literally healing fully from stage four cancers. And the thing is, is that it's the treatment doesn't cure the disease. It doesn't reverse the disease. What the When you flood your body with nutrients, your body naturally detoxifies completely. And then what happens is your body is designed to self-heal. You have all of the mechanisms that you were born with them that keeps you strong. And it's that balance of your immune system and your endocrine system and your gut health and your blood cells. And you know every part of your body is is part of that healing. But our standard American diet really, really puts up barriers and roadblocks to our body being able to self-heal. So so you can reverse cancer. And there's very few cancers, you know, ALS is a condition that it's it's tough to work with this way. Um, and leukemias, but pretty much all the other cancers are are if you catch them in time, especially that you can use food as medicine to fully reverse them, even in the end stages as well, which Max Gerson showed for, you know, 40 years, he was doing that work. Wow. That's really powerful. It it just seems like there's unlimited potential in something that is just so readily available. It's something that we do three, four, sometimes five times a day. It's in Mm -hmm. the food that we're putting into our bodies. Yeah. And that's the problem is that you would think it's so ready, readily available, but mm. we live in a world where we have that lack of knowledge because medical doctors are not taught about nutrition in their, you know, 10 plus years of med school. They're given about one to four hours maximum in 10 years to understand wow. nutrition in the body. One to four hours in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's And Dr. Max Gerson, yeah, Dr. Max Gerson, his um, research actually in 1946, actually, when he had moved to North America and had been practicing here, there was actually a health bill that was, it's called the Pepper Neely Bill, and it was supposed to have been passed um, that would allow millions and millions of dollars to be invested into nutritional research amongst um, the medical system. And unfortunately, you can guess which lobby groups vetoed that bill, but then that was when the ultimate divide between nutrition and medicine, um, Western medicine, and as we know, it happened. And in fact, any doctor that was studying nutrition alongside Dr. Max Gerson, they were um, actually banned from working from with him. They wouldn't be able to graduate. Um, they wouldn't continue to be able to practice if they continued studying nutrition. So this is a history a lot of people don't know. And most medical doctors don't even know this history, even though it's, you know, you can access the records through, uh, you know, the court, um, the, I think it's through the Supreme Court in the United States. You can listen to the interviews. You can see how it all went down. 
And so that's really when a big mass division happened, but that was in conjunction with the food lobby groups as well that were like, they were actively, actively um, against uh, nutritional medicine, right? Because obviously their foods were not contributing to health. They were taking away from health. And, um, you know, these lobby food lobby groups are really, really active. They have billions of dollars invested into, um, you know, marketing a lot of these unhealthy foods that are the cause of our diseases. Mm. So as an, as an individual, so as a, well, hang on, let me just ask a different question. So for you as a leader, Nicolette, you're out there leading the way toward, what would you say that you're, what, what is your vision? What's the picture that you hold? What are you leading us toward? Yeah, it's truly that we crush this chronic disease epidemic that we have because, you know, in Canada alone, we spend several hundred billion dollars trying to manage chronic disease. It is really like nearly bankrupting our medical system. Um, in China, you know, they made a mandate uh, to tackle type 2 diabetes because they had 150 million people with type 2 diabetes and not to mention many more with that are pre-diabetic. So I got to go there and teach 600 physicians in 2018 and they've since gone and built a 150-bed wellness center all dedicated to plant-based whole food as medicine. They gutted a hospital in Beijing, which is now a plant-based whole food education center that's free for the community that they get to come in and cook real food together. And, you know, they're taught to stay away from the Kentucky fried chickens and, Mm -hmm. and all of the fast food, you know, joints that are popping up all over China. And so it's amazing what they're doing. So I have a vision like that for us in Canada and North America. It's that physicians are trained in nutrition, that the medical school curriculum is uh, revamped and that nutrition becomes just as an important uh, component as understanding surgery and drugs and, you know, and everything else. And that our youth are educated about this in school because right now we have teachers teaching false science around food. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're often saying, well, you can't drink a vegetable juice, even though it's cold pressed and organic because it has just as much sugar as a Nestle iced tea, but what they're not understanding is the context of the sugar, you know, in, in this case, or, you know, so I've heard, seen things that teachers have done that I'm like, they're just perpetuating these myths, for example, that sugar causes diabetes. And that is not science, never has been science, never will be science. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what gets perpetuated. Even doctors and and he- public health officials are, you know, saying, oh, we, if we just get everybody to stop eating sugar, then they won't have diabetes. And you'll never, ever be able to do that because sugar is a building block of life, of food. And, um, you know, they're talking about refined sugar. Um, but unfortunately, they tell people to stop eating potatoes and yams and things like that. So mm. very false science. And so my vision for the future is that, you know, people return to being able to access and create on their own, or at least be able to get it in restaurants and grocery stores, they get access to clean, real food. So that's an abundance of fresh produce that is hopefully locally grown or as fresh as possible. Uh, They're taught that chronic diseases, lifestyle chronic diseases can be reversed and that they actually are able to be supported by their community so that they can actually engage in eating those meals instead of being ridiculed actually for wanting Mm -hmm. to eat lots of vegetables and 
you know, and mm. that businesses, you know, we have a program for chefs and restaurants and their and their entire staff to teach them the science of being able to create healthy, tasty um, meals that, you know, anybody could come in and eat and it would actually support them in lowering their blood pressure, lowering their A1C levels, um, you know, support them in reversing their diseases. So yeah, my vision for the future is we crush this chronic disease epidemic that is upon us. Yeah, I, sen- I sense this wholeness, you know, wholeness happening everywhere so that, you know, I, I know I've I've had to alter my diet uh, over the years as I've dealt with different health issues. And I've, um, you know, certainly made all kinds of uh, pretty strong alterations um, and decisions that I'm, I'm not doing anymore. I'm not eating refined sugar or processed foods. I'm not, I'm just making pretty strong choices. And I've definitely gone through uh, periods of my, my life when I'll go to a restaurant or mostly restaurants and feel like, like I'm, I'm having to, like I'm a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. or that I'm having to hide who I am, or I don't want to be a bother. And, and so I love your vision that it, it, that it coming from both ends, from both sides, both the, me being committed to my health, but also the, the people who are preparing the food are committed to health as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we had to create the green mustache because there wasn't a single restaurant in all of Whistler that we could eat out in that, you know, doesn't use refined products, refined flowers, refined salt, refined sugar, refined oils, um, refined, you know, everything actually. Everything was coming out of a can or a box or a package. If you were to get vegetables, I mean, you were lucky to get, you know, a salad that had more than three ingredients or four ingredients and, you know, the standard like lettuce, red onion, you know, a few shaved carrots, like that's great. But, you know, I want my whole meal to be an abundance of, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 different plant-based whole food ingredients and not cooked and destroyed by the refined salts, oils, sugars, flours, and et cetera. And you just couldn't get that anywhere in Whistler. So we do, it's just like the concept of healing the body. It's a concept of totality. So we don't just do a cleanse. We don't just cleanse one organ. We don't just, Mm. you know, do a diet for a short period of time. What we're doing is treating the entire body on a cellular level. Like we're literally growing mitochondria inside your cells. And when you do that, that's when your body has the ability to reverse a disease because it actually has enough cellular energy to be able to do that. But we need the same thing to happen in our communities. We can't just teach a person to cook a meal because the reality of it, you know, most people are working, you know, two to three or four jobs in one household just to keep a household going. So we can't expect there to be somebody in the kitchen all the time doing the cooking. So they need to be able to go out into the community and know that they can get amazing food from the deli at the grocery store. They can get amazing food at a restaurant or even a fundraiser. Like people need to stop serving hot dogs at Mm. cancer fundraisers. Oh my God. It's so, that's so ironic to me. I just, I mind, it's mind blowing. Mind blowing. Cupcakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it takes a system for sure. And as more people get educated on this, like we've seen since we opened up our restaurant seven years ago, we now have five locations. We have 10 more coming to New York. Um, as soon as the borders reopen. And, you know, in the last seven years, we have seen hundreds of, you know, okay restaurants pop up. I still have yet to see, you know, lots of really clean restaurants like ours that use 100% organic food that's not refined. But I mean, the restaurants, some restaurants are getting better. 
they're going in the right direction. Yeah. And they just need that training and education. They need to understand the science. Like it's nice that everybody's eating cauliflower, but do we have to deep fry it and smother it in Frank's hot sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just because it's cauliflower doesn't mean that it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's open season. Exactly. So, um, this, this is a movement toward wholeness, toward plant-based whole food education. That's going to help people reverse some pretty chronic diseases. Like you said, as an epidemic and you know, you use the word lifestyle that because a lot of chronic diseases are lifestyle based and, um, and new choices could absolutely make a massive impact. And, and you're really fueling that education, aren't you? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they get a disease, they often ask, you know, why me? And the mm. first bit of education is to teach them that it's not just you because one in two people in Canada are not now being diagnosed with cancer, one in two people in the United States, in Australia, in Europe, in any westernized country that has processed refined food, the rates are one in two people now get diagnosed wow. with cancer. Yeah, it's huge. And one, one in, in two. One in two. So if you look around, if you're at a school event or you're at work, you can just look around the office and half those people will be diagnosed with cancer in their or lifetime. Or your household. Or your household. Just, yep. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And so, and and 95% of those cancers that people are diagnosed with are lifestyle diseases. They were not created by your genes. They're not genetic. And they are lifestyle diseases created by the toxins in your environment, created by um, the food you eat, the stress you have, but predominantly by the food you eat. So that's the education is a really important part of what we're doing just to teach people that a, they have the power through the choices that they're making to not only prevent the disease, but also treat it and reverse it. And, you know, we're doing this through our 22 million strong campaign where, um, I don't know if you want me to talk about this now, but I want you to talk about this now. Absolutely. (laughs) So um, as part of my research and as part of our charity work through our charity that we started called Sea to Sky Thrivers and as part of the, you know, the additional education work we do through our restaurants and consulting company, um, I'm going to be riding my bike and running across Canada in a total of 75 days. And I'm doing this so that we can elevate this conversation about food as medicine and that chronic diseases, um, the, the diabetes the heart disease, the mental health conditions, infertility, autoimmune disorders, and cancer, and more can all be reversed um, because 95% of these diseases are caused by our lifestyle. So we'll be stopping in Indigenous communities, meeting with physicians groups, youth groups to um, have these dialogues that we're going to be having all around dinners that we create, Mm. you know, really showcasing the foods that we're talking about. And ultimately, these foods are you know, it's traditional foods. You know, these are the foods that humans have eaten for millions and millions of years and stayed disease free mm-hmm. and lived to be a hundred and older. There's a myth that, you know, populations were dying out at 57, but you, you know, the way that we look at those statistics is that we're looking at infant, you know, death rates along that, but the average, you know, lifespan was actually very long and we are meant to live a long, vibrant, healthy, disease-free life. So that's why we're doing this tour is to really educate people on that. 
Hey, it's Erin here. I'm interrupting this show with a very exciting announcement. I have released my very first book, A Dream Come True for Me. Uh, it is called 10 Tiny Truths, Principles for Living a Big Life. And it is a interactive, uh, relatable book that uh, is me sharing some stories of the lessons I learned from my mom uh, who passed away a couple of years ago. She's a remarkable woman and taught me so much. And I wanted to pass on the lessons to you. The book is complete with lovely photos and design elements, as well as some journal prompts. I hope you enjoy it. Please rate and review on Amazon. And of course, reach out to me. Let me know what you got from the book. Um, I'd also love to see a photo of you holding the book. That would make me so happy. And without further ado, back to our podcast. It's along that, but the average, you know, lifespan was actually very long and we are meant to live a long, vibrant, healthy, disease-free life. So that's why we're doing this tour is to really educate people on that. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's quite remarkable how simple it is and yet wildly complicated that, like that, that seems to just be baffling me a little that, that it is the choices of food that we're making and to return to the carrot that came out of the ground, it, it really is not that complicated. So what is it that you think, um, that really gets in the way of us making these more simple, more wholesome, natural, whole food choices, what what gets in the way of that from your from your view yeah the education is really just a small part there because we're dealing with a much bigger issue and it's the food addiction and you know like an alcoholic you know we don't have an alcoholic doesn't have cheat days on sunday but the same thing with food is we're highly highly addicted to these refined foods the oils, salts, the sugars, uh, the refined flours, which are really just a pure sugar ultimately, you know, anything that's refined, it's really triggering our amygdala. So that's like the lizard part of our brain that is looking for efficiency. So it can look at a bag of chips and say, perfect. I get all my fat, sugar, and salt all in one place and I don't even have to chew. So you're dealing <laughs> with your animal brain and it is so strong. So, you know, the minute it's there in front of you, you will look at the apple, even though you know it's tasty, you'll look at the, you know, delicious, whatever stew that's all homemade tastes like grandma's stew. So delicious, you know, but your brain will think like, oh, I have to chew that. Like I have to digest that. And you'll actually, yeah, it's work. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so the longer you continue to eat these refined foods, you cannot break the addiction, just like an alcoholic, that the only way to stop being an alcoholic, it's not to wean off being an alcoholic, it's not to wean down your alcohol, because you'll never get off the alcohol, but it's actually to go cold turkey. And that's really hard to do within the context of our society. Like I said, when, you know, our schools are feeding our kids some of the worst food possible, even though they think they're making healthy choices, um, you know, and it's not until we have all those systems in place that are really at the end of the day, not making those foods available to us. Um, for some of my clients, it means they don't shop in the aisles section of the grocery store. They only shop in the produce section and maybe the bulk section for some of their whole grains. Um, you know, but that's about it. And so, you know, when people understand this though, about the fact that they're being tricked by their brains 24 seven, well, you can actually 
you can be stronger than that dinosaur part of your brain. Um, and usually it's when somebody's lost a loved one to a disease or someone has a loved one or themselves, they are sick. Then once they get it, it's like a Oprah aha moment. And mm. they actually then view those very addictive foods as being, you know, highly toxic for the body, which harmful. is, yeah, they're mm. harmful. And then mm -hmm. people are able to make the choices. And then as people start, you know, developing an affinity for the textures and the colors and the flavors of the produce, your brain actually becomes addicted to the fresh, real, you know, beautiful foods that you can, you can still turn them into burgers and lasagna and, you know, pizzas, but you're only using those clean, good ingredients that actually reverse disease. Well, it's good news. I mean, our amygdala is that, that sort of caveman bam, bam part of our brain that it's interesting because as a, as a personal development coach, I'm talking about the amygdala quite a bit mm -hmm. and I'm loving this uh, conversation is it's actually really, uh, you know, illuminated me to, to the chip thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had that relationship and also the, the addiction and what it takes to break. I, I, I broke my addiction to sugar, which actually was very real and was very, painful to come off of. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this amygdala part of my brain just wants immediate satisfaction. It's like, feed me Seymour. And it's like, give it to me now. Yeah. And what's interesting is that the amygdala is also the thing that, that part of the brain that wants to keep us safe. It's like that, that, um, you know, primate response. And it also is really in charge of keeping us uh, pursuing pleasure and avoiding pain at all cost. And, you know, what, what's interesting is that that aha moment of watching a loved one die or suffer is a greater form of suffering than yes. avoiding the chips, Yeah, right? But it's sad that it has to get to that place, really. Yeah, and you touched on so many good things there because that's exactly what happens. It's when anytime we do something, it's often when the pain of whatever the activity is, you know, actually becomes, you know, so strong. And so it's always that, that you know, pleasure pain principle. And we're trying to balance that out in our life. And so I'll just tell you a story about a client that I mm -hmm. have right now. Um, you know, she started on our program four weeks ago and she, same thing, suffered from all the addictions to the salt, the sugar, the oils, the chips, the processed food, the bread and butter, like all of those things. So she was like, I don't know if this will work, but nothing else is helping me. She has a host of um, chronic illnesses. The doctors are recommending, you know, quite aggressive surgery. Um, and I've had previous clients that have been fully healed from what she's going through. So so she said, okay, I've hit my rock bottom. This is it for me. The surgery is too scary for me. She's a single mom. She knows the, um, you know, potential, uh, downfalls of going through the surgery. She knows it's not going to heal her permanently. It'll just take care of the situation right now. So for her, the pain of getting the surgery far outweighs the pain of making the lifestyle change around food. Mm -hmm. So she thought she wasn't going to like it. So four weeks goes by and she calls me up and she's like, Nikki, this is crazy. She's like, I have so much energy. I have zero cravings for all of those things that I never thought I could ever break. And the thing is, she never had to break the craving or the addiction because what happens is when you are so hypernutrified with all the fats, oils, sugars, um, salts, um, you know, and we're talking about multiple different types of salts, multiple different types of sugar, multiple different types of fats, but that they're all naturally occurring in the food. When your 
body has met its threshold and it has it, it's saturated with all of these things from the clean, real, organic produce, your brain doesn't crave it anymore. So you don't have to fight the addiction. Like you'll look at a bag of chips and you'll be like, "Mm, don't even feel like popping that in my mouth. And that's an example of where she's at now which she never thought could be possible. And then not to mention, I mean, all her other conditions now, like she's really seeing them start to reverse things that she's been suffering with for years. So the results happen quickly as well. So people, you know, anybody who's listening to this, you don't have to live with these symptoms. You can get results really fast, um, you know, and you don't have to, for example, like what a lot of us did before we knew about this, we do battle trying to break that addiction because we try and go cold turkey, but we're not yet neutrifying our bodies. So therefore the addiction is still there there because your body just needs nutrients. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's remarkably like, I just keep coming back to this theme about how simple yet complicated it it all seems, you know, to, to put down the bag of chips and pick up the, the carrot. It seems like such a simple choice yet there's this, this thing that just sort of seems to get in the way, which is called our thinking, you know, just that that stinking thinking that gets in the way that, that thinks that that glass of wine or that, you know, that cake might, might soothe us in the moment and make us feel better. But it's, it's true. You know, even just the small changes that I've made, uh, it was interesting. I made a quite a big, like just a flip. Like you said, I didn't wean myself off. I just, I just flipped the way I ate. And within four days, all my headaches and insomnia just went away without anything extra, without any medicine, without, and for years I've been asked, asking doctors about this. What do I do about this? I don't sleep. My legs ache. I've got these terrible headaches. And it wasn't until I finally met somebody who just went in and just like basically (laughs) emptied my cupboards and you know everything just said stop all of this and eat these five things and it turns out that the five things that I eat I absolutely adore. They're my favorite foods in the world and they're whole and Anyways, it's just, it's fascinating to me that I was certainly overcomplicating something and going to find the answer in the wrong places. Now, I, I'm not dealing with cancer, life, life-threatening disease or uh, chronic disease. I was just, you know, in kind of mild complaint. So imagine like the, just the potential that I see here is, is really incredible. You were keeping people alive that, that mm-hmm. Bill li- lived another 20 years. He, his daughter got to have 20 more years with him. He was able to contribute for another 20 years in the world. I mean, that that's worth it to me. Yeah. And everything you just mentioned just about your own experience is exactly the way that it needs to happen. We need to go in to your house. We, you know, clean out all of those foods that are harming you. You know, a lot of people say donate it to the food bank, but I'm like, oh, really? Do we want to provide these foods to the people at the food bank? You know, <laughs> But we do, we clean out your fridge, we clean out your cupboards, we replace and we fill them up with the foods that heal the body. And, you know, and it really is like our world could be so different, you know, even from there was this, you know, beautiful woman in one of our neighboring communities and uh, she didn't even work with me. So this is how easy it is for you to do this. 
she was suicidal the day that um, she made this lifestyle change. She actually wanted to take her own life. She was a mother of three children. She was 150 pounds overweight. She was on all of these medications, none of the which were helping. She had not been able to get off her couch for months and months. So she wasn't even able to parent. She wasn't able to work. She was binge eating, binge watching Netflix. And, you know, that was about the only two things that kept her going in the day. And on this particular day, she heard about one of our restaurants opening. In, in a particular community just around the you know corner from her. So she managed to get in her car, go there. She ordered a meal. Um, she started eating it. And then she saw a book, uh, one of our books on the uh, counter. And so she started flipping through it and reading it. And you know what I teach in my book is so simple that is actually people will overcomplicate it. Um, mm-hmm. But it is so simple. And she did exactly what you just said you did. She cleaned out her entire house and she just started following the recipes. She started making the changes. And a year later, so I didn't even know any of this was happening. Wow. And a year later, she writes to us the most beautiful letters to tell us, you know, that she had wanted to take her life. And now she had lost a hundred and 30 pounds or 140 pounds. She had, uh, she was off all her medications. She was back to being like this amazing mom because she had energy. She was back working. So how many members of our society or of your family are in the exact same position as this woman? And I can guarantee, well, we know it's 60% of our population Wow, is in that exactly the same position. And so it is that simple that you can order a healthy meal one day, read a book, and literally change your life. Wow. I mean, just the the ripple effect, the her, you know, her kids and her people in her community. And now now she's a thriving woman out there making a contribution in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it goes on and on. I mean, the downward spiral is a is exactly that. There are 60% of our people are in a downward spiral on some level. Yeah. And imagine if we can just change the trajectory by just making some really simple choices. And again, like this the simple, maybe maybe challenging but simple choices of returning to what's, what's really all, you know, God given natural. Exactly. It's amazing. Oh, I love that you, I love that you especially made such a big contribution through your book. What is your book called? It's called eat real to heal. Yeah. So there's your book, your contribution that you worked hard on, that you developed, that you, it was your authentic contribution. And it's sitting out there on a counter and you don't need all the glory and all the fame about it. You just, you just put it out there and it it saved a woman's life. That's remarkable. Oh yeah. And you should hear the stories that we get from people on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and, um, you know, people that I've never had a single, you know, conversation with at all. And they will write to us. And, you know, one woman read my book, implemented it. And she wrote to us on Instagram. She's like, I used to suffer from 27 migraines a month. And in the first month of doing, you know, everything that we said to do, she had only had four migraines. And now I believe she's migraine free. We've been trying to like, you know, follow her on Instagram. Um, You know, another woman came into our restaurant and, you know, I walked in and she stood up and came and introduced herself and just started crying because she had been diagnosed with endometriosis when she was 14 years old. She had been on the drugs ever since then, she was in her early twenties. She was in constant chronic pain every single day of her life. Despite all the medications, the doctors told her she'll never have babies. They wanted to give her a hysterectomy, um, you know, all of these things. And she was 
uh, she did exactly what the book said to do, like so simple. And she was off all her meds within three weeks, no pain, no inflammation, and basically no signs of endometriosis. Now, you know, when you have something like endometriosis, you're going to keep doing this um, for another few months to make sure that your body really gets to regenerate to the point that the disease doesn't return. But, you know, like she, like these people are amazing. They, they just take that action. And I'm always so in awe of them because when you get a diagnosis from your doctor and when you get the prognosis, most people, all of a sudden, they're literally handcuffed to their doctor. They believe everything they say. They never think to question it. They think the doctor knows best. And that is why this one woman in, was crying in our cafe because she said, that doctor fooled me. That doctor tricked me. That doctor made me believe that I'd have to be on these meds and have this disease for the rest of my life. And she goes, I believe them. And that's why she was crying. It's because she believed something that was not true. And so that is what I think is so powerful about this is that anybody can do it from the comfort of their own kitchen. Anybody mm -hmm. can chop a carrot. Anybody can chop a squash mm -hmm. in half and put it in the oven. Anybody can, you know, clean out their fridge. It does not take rocket science. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it really just takes that, um, the, the, it really just takes that will and also knowing, you know, the pain of living with your disease, you know, eventually will outweigh, um, you know, the pain of learning how to cook a few recipes and how to choose some food. I, I I know there's that that saying out there. I might get it wrong, but it's it's something like invest in your health or invest in your in your medication. Like I'm I'm not gonna say it right, but it's invest in your health now or invest in your medication later. Yeah, and yeah. It's, Either you're gonna pay for it now or you're gonna pay yeah. for it later. <laughs> yeah, and I'd rather pay for an organic meal than pay for an injection or something later. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, tell me a little bit more about the um, the ride and run across the country. So, are you? How can we support you? Mm. So lots of ways you can support me. So um, because we are making a feature length documentary and on this, um, which mm -hmm. we're going to be submitting to the film festivals, and because we need a pretty big crew to help support us across like the film crew, the volunteers, my crew to support me. Um, as well. And because we're having these dinners in these different communities and, and hosting these 35 events, you know, it does take a lot of money to pull this off and to do it really well so that the science is, you know, really well done so that the documentary is really well done. And so that I get to go across Canada injury free as well. Um, mm. so they can support financially. Of course, we will always take money, um, but we'll take in kind as well. Cause it takes a lot of gear to do this. You know, we have to stay in accommodation. We need a motor home. Um, you know, we have a whole bunch of things that we do need to cover. So in-kind donations are wonderful. Lululemon and Solomon and Blended for You have come on board. Um, they're like being so supportive and amazing um, with our campaign. We have several other incredible partners and sponsors as well. Um, and then as well, they can volunteer. So that's another way to support us and is that we're going to need volunteers in each of these communities to help host the events um, and to do the cooking uh, for these events. And so hopefully COVID will hopefully be at the place where, you know, we'll be able to gather in small groups. Yeah. Um, yeah. So having volunteers, 
I am somebody that does very, very well in a group setting. So if you want to come and run and cycle with me across any part of Canada, um, (laughs) please do. That's another way. Um, And then of course, yeah, it's to also spread the message. So you can join our Facebook group. Uh, It's called 22 Million Strong Training Team, and it's just on Facebook. And you can join that, learn about how I'm doing my training. So I actually share my entire training program every week with you. I share my meal plans with you. I get in there and do videos on different topics um, related to doing this whole entire you know, the training, the tour, the science around the therapy that I teach, you know, I talk a lot about indigenous health and wisdom and why we need to honor that and get to know it and get to literally live by, you know, traditional ecological knowledge uh, for the betterment of our planet, for the betterment of our health and our communities. So you can join that training tribe because everything you learn If you just learn one thing, you can take that piece of information and share it with somebody else. And I know it's going to change someone's life. Oh, well, and I, um, I am just in so in awe that you're willing to take this endeavor on. I mean, I love that. I, I, I checked, I of course did my research about you and I checked out that you were sharing your, you're on Strava and you're sharing your, your whole journey of getting ready and tra- your training program. And I mean, I, I would be so like, I would be hiding in the corner and like not even telling anyone because I don't, anyways, I love that you're out there sharing it all. And now just for context, like is running across the country, something you would normally do? Oh gosh, no. Wednesday afternoon? <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, so for, you know, for your listeners, I just want you to know, like I'm literally an average woman. I'm, you know, five foot one. I was living behind my computer desk for the last 16 years, you know, running my businesses or I had a kid on my hip. And so I wasn't doing any form of exercise. And I mean, I I am a yoga teacher and I had not been even doing yoga or teaching yoga for years. And um, I think the most amount of exercise I was getting was you know, taking my dogs on a very slow paced walk for like 45 minutes to an hour and not even every day. Cause sometimes my kids would walk the dogs or my husband would walk. So I was getting not very much exercise at all. And, um, and so, but then we came up with this plan to do this and we wanted to do something exciting that also meant I would get healthy because even though I've been living by the principles of clean, real food as medicine, that's what kept me healthy these last 16 years. Otherwise, if I were to eat refined food and have this sedentary lifestyle, I would for sure have had heart conditions. Um, I would have had, you know, probably be diabetic. I definitely would have been over overweight because I, you know, I'm, you know, probably about 15 pounds overweight, um, or I was before I started this training, but I would have definitely probably could have packed on a lot more because Mm -hmm. I was sitting behind my computer sometimes from like nine in the morning after kid drop off to seven o'clock at night when I'd pick my kids up from gymnastics. Like that's a lot of sitting. Yeah. Um, And so I am pretty much an average person. So I hired the best of the best, um, endurance athletes. I, you know, who he just was willing to take me on. He knew about this mission. And so he said, okay, I'll, I'll try and coach you. He didn't know what kind of results we'd get, but I followed his training program. And I mean, it started 22 weeks ago and I now can run 
it feels like forever, but I mean, my average run is usually an hour to two and a half or three hours. And my average bike ride is anywhere from an hour and a half to five hours. And I do about anywhere from 11 to 16 hours of training in a week six days a wow. week. And Come on. I'm not joking. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's just in 22 weeks. I ran my first half marathon, I think five weeks into the training and, and safely with no injury. Cause that's how wow. good this coach is, is that he's- Will you share with us who your coach is? Might, we oh, might yeah. be- Knocking on his door. Exactly. Yeah. So his name, he's out of California. He's a two-time Olympic champion for endurance um, sports. His name is Chris Hout, H-A-U-G-H-T. His company is called AIMP Coaching. And he's, the reason I actually went with him is because he has tons of athletes he can train, but he wants athletes who are going to use their training in endurance sport. So whatever the endurance sport is, it could be swimming, hiking, you know, biking, um, running. And he wants people who are going to go out there and, and change their communities and change the lives of other people through them doing these endurance sports. So he says every human has an endurance athlete inside of them. So that could apply to, you could be an endurance entrepreneur, you can be an endurance parent, but it's somebody who's willing to do the training, do the work to actually have the energy to be able to do what you do really well and for a long time. You know, he's not after the one hit wonders and he is such a beautiful coach. Um, It's more of a, I would say more like a therapy session with him than it is a training. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's amazing. Like any good coach worth their, worth their salt, you know, that, that is a, what a wonderful, what a wonderful example. And, and really you're showing what coaching is really all about. It's that's, there's somebody who is your, the partner in your greatness, really seeing you for your true potential and your true potential, Nicolette is to change the world really. And to change the way that we, we humans experience ourselves as whole thriving healthy people with long lives full of of great opportunities to help others. That's what it's all about. It is what it's all about. And I love that you just said those two words, your true potential, because um, that is, that's been a, a word, those two words have been with me for so long, even when I did my master's in education, looking at how can we educate our children so their true potential thrives. What kind of learning environment do we need to create for our children so that literally the potential they were born with gets to shine? And that's what we do through the work we do now through food as medicine, because when your DNA is liberated from the confines of our processed, refined fast food world, um, packaged, processed, canned, you know, boxed food. Um, when you are liberated from that, then your DNA, your cells, your tissues, your bones, your brain gets to actually be its true potential. And what kind of human would you be if your body was liberated from all of those 
bricks that are weighing us down? And who would you be? What could you do? And we've had clients that have just done some of the most amazing things when they've healed from their disease using food as medicine. You know, they've gone on to become unbelievable, amazing artists. They've gone on to go back to school and become head of their department. When when they started with me, they wanted to quit their jobs. Um, we've had partners who've or we've had clients who have, um, you know, uh, rectified their relationships and terrible marriages, but they just didn't have the energy before to give anything to their relationship. So they were willing to walk away from the loves of their life because they didn't have the energy to, to even just be in the relationship. And, and now the relationships are thriving and they no longer are getting that divorce. So it's not just about freeing yourself from the disease. It's about realizing your innate true potential. Right. And well, and not living to your innate true potential is a disease. Exactly. Yeah. I love, I love this. I feel like we're kindred spirits. I feel that, that I love the way you put about liberate your DNA and you know, that, that feels so good to hear those words like, Ooh, yes. Free me of that brain fog. Come on. Free me of that, you know, bloated gut. Free me so that I can actually, I got things to do. I got, I I got (laughs) things to do. I got work to do out there. I don't have time for this. Let's go. But it, this is, I mean, it's so important. Um, and I love, that you're taking on this 22 million. So will you tell us what you mean by 22 million strong? Yeah. So, um, I love that you asked that. Um, it's so 22 million people represents the number of people we want to educate and not just educate, but hand hold them in reversing their diagnosed chronic conditions because 22 million people represents 10% of the North American population that currently has at least one, if not more chronic diseases. So we have 220 million people right now in North America that are on medications, going in for surgeries that have been diagnosed with these conditions. So one thing I know from doing this work for the last 15 years is when I am able to help one person reverse their chronic disease, they go off and inspire 10 of their family members, friends, community members, work colleagues to go do the same thing. So we get stories all the time from our clients saying like, oh, my 72-year-old mother had osteoporosis and was on all these meds. And my dad, 74, had, you know, heart disease and he was supposed to get triple bypass surgery. And, you know, but my client is the one that managed her autoimmune disorder, fully reversed it, got off all her meds and then inspired her parents in their 70s to do the same. And then, of course, she's inspired her friends. So if we can just reach 10% of the population over the next 10 years, so 22 million people by 2030, then we know we can crush this chronic disease epidemic that's on us. You make me think of that Gandhi quote, my life is my message. Yeah. Living and showing people that it can be done. And I love that you're, you're going to impact 22 million people one person at a time. Yeah. And it's the great thing about it is, um, and it won't always be one person at a time. We're hoping that it'll be like communities at a time because 22 million 
is a big, hairy, audacious number. We get that. But at the same time, for example, we have a great program. It's called Richer at Work. And this is where we go into corporations and we work with their entire staff. So we can work with 50 people, 100 people, 200 people at a time. And we go in and we'll teach them the science of eating real to heal. And then what we do is we put them into our online course so that they can have that the messages reinforced, the learning reinforced whenever they want it. And then we take all of their, um, we do a full health history um, with them and then they are able to go through our program. And we, so in a way we do handhold them over the course of a year in, you know, reversing their diseases, but the companies that we've worked for have been, it has been so much fun because their HR departments keep track of the data and mm. then they're able, you know, I was, re- I remember receiving an amazing Christmas card just this past year that said, you know, you helped our company lose. I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> X amount of pounds and 400 pounds or yeah, something. Yeah. Ex- I love it collectively and you've helped our employees, you know, get off this many meds and, and so on. So yeah, we'll, you know, we'll definitely, I still work with clients one-on-one, but you know, when we can do it in a group setting and then in the group setting, what we find it's much better because everybody's coming to work with similar food. So nobody's standing apart, you know, as being, oh, you're the weird one who won't eat meat and won't eat cheese and won't eat that. Like, go ahead and have the muffins and the donuts we brought in, you know? Right. Come on, no big deal. Mm -hmm. But it is a big deal. And so Mm -hmm. this way we have the entire office on the same program and, you know, and then they're all collectively celebrating their, their health wins together. I love it. I love it. And it just grows and grows from there. I think it's wonderful. So how, how can we, um, uh, find you? So you have the green mustache, obviously. I mean, everyone needs to, if you can, if you have it anywhere near you, you need to go. So your green mustache is in Whistler, Vancouver, where else? Yeah, we have Whistler, Squamish, uh, we have Port Moody, uh, North Vancouver, and then uh, you can also get our products ordered through Spud. So Spud is in you know Western Canada, Alberta, and British Columbia. So you can order through Spud, and you can go to the Be Fresh cafes or the Scandinav Spa. So we do um, do wholesale as well. So just check out one of our locations when you where you can access our food. Um, you can also uh, find us through Richer health.ca through my personal website, nicoletterichet.com and through 22millionstrong.ca as well. Wow. You got it all covered. I think so. We're trying to get yeah. there. Trying to get there. <laughs> With 22 million people. I love it. Well, if I, when I, I mean, when I heard about, about this, I, I knew I needed to have a conversation with you because anything I can do to support you, you know, certainly being impacted by cancer in my own family mm-hmm. and, um, and not wanting to, my children to see that I, I definitely, um, would like to support however I can in getting this message across. I, I really appreciate your steadfastness and your commitment. Um, and the the joy in which you do it, there there's always a, a nurturing that's coming from within you, and that that much I, I I just really appreciate. It doesn't come from shamey or judgy. It it just really comes from a whole nutrition um, perspective, which I really I really appreciate. Thank you. And you are doing the work and helping us right now just through your podcast because, you know, podcast is storytelling and you're Mm -hmm. helping us to get our story out there. So this is a huge, huge step for us and just letting lots of other people know, um, you know, what's possible for themselves. And so you've done it with this show. 
Oh, yay. Oh, good. Well, I hope everyone follows 22 million strong and follows Nicolette on her journey of running and riding across our incredible country and spreading these really wonderful messages to all of our children and, you know, all of our citizens. And let's hope for a a higher potential outcome for our, our loved ones. Bang on. That was Thank awesome. you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with me. I, I really appreciate it. I'll be watching and cheering, of course. All Thank the best, you. Nicolette. Thanks so much, Erin. And You're thanks welcome. for all that you do as well. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Power to Be podcast. Thanks again to my guest for sharing so generously and for really lighting us up. And it's my hope that each of you who is listening is feeling inspired to get out there and live big and serve powerfully. The world is waiting for that special gift that you have. We'll see you next week.